Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. I couldn't ever bring myself to hate you, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Football Ramble. My name's Marcus Speller and Luke Moore's here. I'm full of chocolate. Jimmy's here. Evening. And Petey's here. Full of something, there. I hope you've all had a lovely Easter time, ladies and gentlemen. We certainly have, but we're working on the bank holiday Monday. <laughs> we are. Oh, we're slaves to it, aren't we? Freelance mm. babies. Tomorrow we off, though. We are the freelance babies. <laughs> Tomorrow off, though. Yeah. yeah, so. yeah. And, and Friday, Naples, isn't it? Yeah. So, so. yeah. Oh, no, we're, we're making up for it. We're still yeah. up. <laughs> Work hard sometimes, then yeah. go to Italy. Um, yeah. If mm. you are free... Come to Naples with us. I am talking to you, Alan Pardew. <laughs> Pete, you'd be up for that. Are you linking uh, in with the Napoli job? Is that why he's left? <laughs> it, I mean, it would seem unlikely yeah. at this well, time. Well, no, because Napoli dropped points, which means they're probably not going to win Serie A now. Mm. Uh, have they put the bat signal up for parts? Maybe. Mm. maybe. Find out on Wednesday on the continent. <laughs> <laughs> Won't be a very long section, that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, poor old Paz, he's gone. Uh, we do appreciate West Brom doing this before we record. Yes, yeah. thanks West Brom. Thank you very much. Uh, Marcus, are 14.3% win ratios getting harder to get? <laughs> eight, points I'm asking. Are, eight points from 54. Three so, wins. So, Nine yeah. losses in a row. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Why but, now? You'd yeah. ask the question, well, you? We were talking about this earlier before you got here, Pete, but um, they were in such what? a tiz, they sacked the board before they sacked Pardew and still sacked him anyway. Or maybe they didn't sack him. We don't know, do we do have think, to say at that point? We don't know exactly whoever, what's happened. Whoever did the sacking, do you think someone said, you need to sack the man in charge? Yeah. Right out! Not the board! If you work if you work out the, the ratio that Pardew's actually done, because of course he came in uh, four months ago, um, he's got eight points from 54, which means across the... Um, the sort of length of a season. Yeah. That yeah. works out about 17 points for a season. They've <laughs> mm. already got 20. Mm. So he's actually done worse. Didn't <laughs> he's he done ring, a worse job. Didn't he phone Megson to complain that um, he's kind of chinned <laughs> off his new manager bounce or something like that because he'd won, they'd won a couple of matches? Never call Megson. <laughs> yeah, no. 
That's going to curse you, if anything, isn't <laughs> it? Unless you've got like a block in your plumbing or something. Don't yeah. ever call Motown. <laughs> never call... That's one of the first... For those people who listen and don't know that much about football or they, they're coming to football late... Hello. Um, rule number five or six um, in, in football's page one is yeah. uh, don't never call Gary Megson on a football-related matter. Yeah, and this is in the FA's laws of the game. It is, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it is, yeah. It's going to be used... It's going to actually going to be used for the first time in the World Cup in the summer. Yeah. Mm. Peter, it, was, it does seem a while ago now that Alan Pardew... Uh, Got Newcastle United into into European competition. The contract's um, still running, though, isn't I it? I think it's so. Within the eight I years. think so. Uh, and and obviously at the time you 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 derided Pardew and so on all those years ago, and and, and not everyone around this table agreed with you, and so on. Do you feel that you've been vindicated? Uh, well, he didn't have Johan Kabay to play with, did he? He didn't have. Um, he did at Palace, and he lost his job. Yeah, there. exactly. So. <laughs> So there we go. Yeah. Uh, Stop grinning. What's your opinion on what's your opinion on Alan Pardew? The I don't man think he's a very now. good manager. I don't think he's a very good man. <laughs> <laughs> but Pete's not even excited. It's kind of like move on. He's looking yeah, for yeah. someone else in his crosshairs. Well, I mean, moral fibre. Pete already knew this about him, didn't he? We, exactly. we were the doubters. So if anything, Pete's just been consistent. Mm, um, true do you think maybe they should get Mark Hughes in and then Pardew can go to Southampton and yeah. between them they can figure out how to get that new manager bounce to actually work? <laughs> <laughs> based on um, based on the weekend, Hughes is in trouble. Yeah. His, his job's in trouble already. Well, but if he goes to West Brom, he can relegate three clubs in a season. <laughs> yeah. Or be involved in <laughs> it. That would it, be least. incredible, yeah. There he should ha- be a fee for all that there is with players. He has got Southampton to an FA Cup semi final. Well, yeah, they could, they, could, <laughs> they could stay up on the last day and win the FA Cup. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> well, let's, let's concentrate on, on West Brom because, as Pete said earlier, it does seem a bit of a strange thing that uh, West Brom have waited or ran out of patience or whatever it was. Well, well we don't know the situation. Well, the, the situation might be, Marcus, that yeah. he's quit. And if he's quit, he's the. Is absolutely spineless. Totally. If, if you're going to, if you're going <laughs> to, really, give, well, given that there's absolutely no candidates left to take the job, and well, it's, it's, a, it's a lost cause anyway, right. and that John Carver, your pal, has gone too. Pards and calves. At least, Pardew, at least stick with them. At least make a um, make make a sort of attempt to convince some people that you'll stick there next season and try and get them back up. When he took the job, he was saying he wasn't staying there next year. <laughs> yeah. Whatever happens, so he's, a, he's been a complete bottle job here, in my view. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you look at what the situation is here, pretty much. You know, even if the board and, and Pardew have have reached the same conclusion by mutual consent, which is what's being um, reported, what's being reported, it smacks of basically everyone just giving up on the season. You know, there, yeah. I mean, I think if, they if already had. At, yeah, well, of course, but I mean, if you look at the season Leicester stayed up when they looked absolutely doomed, of they course. put an incredible run together. You, surely, however bad things look, you yeah. can't just give up. But this is this is the funny thing. I, I the, the odd thing I find about uh, what's going on at West Brom, Pardew. I mean, last month. We'll be into April now. So, yeah, at the start of March, I think it was, uh, he was making noises almost as if to say, yeah, if they sack me, I wouldn't be surprised. Or if, <laughs> if I go... You know, the man clearly wasn't having a good time. He, he wasn't... Uh, his heart wasn't in it for whatever reason. I think the players... Uh, the, the players... The reports suggest Pulis lost the dressing room when he was Marcus, there. Marcus, mm-hmm. that win against Brighton, though, eh? Can't take that away from him, can you? Well, you can't, <laughs> no. and and you shouldn't. Uh, that league win against Brighton, which was uh, the only win they've had in the league since the nineteenth of August. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that is amazing. You... September, October, November, December, January, February, March, April—eight months, in, in, one in, win. In a weird way, sort of stiff it over Hutton again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. he loves that little routine. Yeah. Doesn't he? But I, I think with, with you know the, the, the dressing room has sort of been a bit lost. Pardew's come in and it's not happened. Obviously, what happened with the taxi in Spain and all that kind of stuff. And uh, this is a, this isn't a bad side, West Brom. I mean, yes, they they, they should they, be doing a lot better than they well, are. You yeah. think about the relegation fight. I mean, Everton are what ninth, and they've got forty points. You know, mm. it's a low bar this season. Well, depending on how you look at it, the, the, the relegation right, yeah. the relegation scrap is a big one, and the, and it's all to play for. And West Brom are the only side that looked absolutely doomed at the moment, and they, they've looked like this for a while. Now the reports say that there was no suitable replacement for Pardew. Well, I do find it strange, and I'm sure it's, it's much harder, uh, it's much easier said than done. But Pardew's not going to stick around and, and get them up in the championship. So there's no point in keeping him there. He's not cutting the mustard. There is no point in keeping that man at the club. We knew this about a month and a half ago, at least if we're being generous. Mm. So I'd either get in an absolute nutter of a firefighter like a Paolo Di Canio, because mm. what else is going to happen? Or, um, or get someone who you think... Well, they might give it a good go, but actually they could build for the next season in the championship or so, and maybe a, a more up-and-coming English manager or something like that without sounding a little bit Sam Allardyce, if you know what I mean. But what the, the way it's panned out I doesn't think, make much sense Marcus, to me. I think you're right, because if you look at, as Jim mentioned, they've lost, what is it, Jim, nine games in a row. Yeah. If you look at that list of games, I mean, if they had, it's easier said than done, as you, as you say, Marcus, but if they had done it at the end of January, um, 
which is possibly looking a bit unlikely anyway because they had an all right run in, in January. They had games where they could have taken points. They were at home to Southampton, who were a bad side. They played um, Huddersfield at home, lost that game, poor side. Even a game against Bournemouth away or Burnley at home or Leicester at home, you, you know, you think a better manager with that group of players and who are a bit more confident might have picked up four, five, six points out of those games. It's just and, and then they'd so be poor. they'd be well in the hunt of staying in the, in the league. Yeah, yeah, it's been so I mean, poor. They've got Swansea next, and you you should view that as kind of a sort of a big game in the circumstances. But Swansea are eleven points ahead of them. That's mad, and they're it? right. They're right <laughs> amongst. Know. Given that they seem doomed about five months ago, Where, what's next for Pardew then? <laughs> what do you think? Do you think he'll ever get another well, Clear, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, he clearly regards himself as being a Premier League manager, and he seems to completely unable uh, and unwilling to drop any lower than that. So, I think that this this kind of uh, we, we might be seeing the last knockings of of those kind of group of British managers. Obviously, Big Sam's at Everton; he would be the pick of the bunch, you could argue. But Pardew, if if he doesn't fancy a Championship job. Will another Premier League club gamble on him? Well, now? I think we're making quite a big assumption that um, he won't fancy a Championship job if that's all that's available. But I said if he doesn't fancy it. No, but what I mean is like sooner or later, if there are no Premier League jobs available, surely he, he'll have no choice. Well, like what well, Pulis has done. Down. Well, quite, yeah, exactly. Mm. Well, maybe he needs, if, he, if he does want to take a Championship, he needs to make sure he picks the right kind of club. And, you know, I mean, has he considered West Brom? <laughs> 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 yeah, I mean it's, it's a fair club. question. Uh, the, the game they they lost on the weekend was, of course, at Burnley uh, against Burnley at home, and the amount of empty seats. Yeah, it's such a shame because again, a home game against Burnley. Now Burnley are having a great season, of course, and obviously they won the game. But it just shows you, doesn't it, that a lot of those fans just think, "Well, what's the point?" Should have been more people there to see that Ashley Barnes <laughs> goal in the flesh. Yeah, they should have because he, he's been great. He's been absolutely great recently. And that was a fantastic four goal. goal. Yeah. He's, he's scored four consecutive well, games now, and, said, and the combo of him and him and Woods. Well, quite. We said Wood. We said that we said on um, on on the, on on this show in January that he. Um, when he was being linked with Chelsea, however unlikely that seemed, I, we all said here, oh, we like him. He's a busy mm. player, he's strong, he's tough. Uh, Chelsea's he's just, a bit much. Though. Yeah, it, it, it is, but we said at the time he needs to add goals to his game, and he's done that. Yeah, yeah. the technique on that, absolutely brilliant. Oh, it was fantastic. It was, fantastic. <laughs> it was, it was quite, in, in one sense it was a little bit unorthodox, because was. we've got used to uh, very athletic kind of uh, overhead kicks you know you you rise with one leg and you kind of yeah. ping it with the mm. other whereas it's nice to see something like that which is instinctual instinctual <laughs> and very effective certainly the ball was behind him he had to adjust which, I mean look I would have said instinctive almost <laughs> call, yeah. call me a, a traditionalist it's almost simian <laughs> yeah I'm very limmy Mm. Yeah, I, I I very much enjoyed it. Um, and what was quite amusing after the game is Sean Dyche was uh, in, you know, giving his interview and so on. Obviously, very pleased. And Burnley, I mean, they are having a wonderful season. I think that the point was made, perhaps on match of the day too, that uh, it's only because of Pep Guardiola's team absolutely roasting the league that Sean Dyche won't win manager of the season. Yeah, mm. of course. Uh, but he, they've been absolutely different class, and they and they and they went uh, that period, of course, not winning a game for a while. Well, they've they've certainly been picking up the points recently. But Sean Dyche couldn't help himself in the uh, in, in the post match saying, "Well, we still haven't been awarded a penalty." You know? Yeah, and and it's remarkable because they've also got the um, law of averages would suggest yeah. they've also got seven. I would say that seven of their last. Um, oh no, sorry. I'm trying, how many have got left? Seven left. I think five of those games mm. are quite winnable. Yeah. So they could end up with about 60 odd points. Top yeah. four. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think it's probably a bit, a bit, a bit, uh, bit soon for that. But. Yeah. The, the penalty thing, do you think there's an argument that referees are looking at West Brom and thinking, people don't need penalties against these? Yeah. Don't need it. Just, just, just won't bother. Yeah. <laughs> it's not, not fair on them. I bet, I bet West Brom wish they knew that and they could have just taken anyone out they wanted and yeah. they've got a penalty all against them. Yeah. My highlight of that game was, uh, was um, Salomon Rondon sliding into the net to get the ball to save a little bit of time after yeah. he scored. You see that? It's That's brilliant. He's, he's scored a few goals, Rondon. Yeah, I mean, he'll, he'll get a move elsewhere, you'd think. You'd imagine. He so. was linked with Chelsea as well in that mad little period. Anyone could, could head the ball. Yeah. yeah, Peter Crouch was. Yeah, not really, but you know they're all they're all on the phone. I, I imagine, like at the time of recording right now, yeah. at least three or four West Brom uh, players are on the phone to their agent right now. Mm. So oh. in a very instinctual manner. Yeah, yeah. Say, saying, <laughs> and if they've got the same agent, it'll be one of those conference call things. Saying who wants me? <laughs> all right, Jay Rodriguez. Hang on, you can have your turn in a minute. Yeah, <laughs> I'm talking to Solomon at the moment, as you can hear. Thanks for dialing in. Yeah, but you two are the ones we care about the yeah, most. Yeah. <laughs> um, should we go uh, towards the top of the league? And uh, Spurs ended their 28-year hoodoo. Mm. It's always nice hoodoo. to hear the word hoodoo. You do. Yeah. Yeah, I do, I do like that. Yeah, the first time they won at Stammy Bridge yeah. uh, since 1990. 
as everyone now calls it. Yeah, Stammy Bridge. <laughs> Who uh, would have thought that there was uh, there was they haven't won there since 1990? Everybody, because we've all been talking <laughs> about Gary it. Because Gary Lineker wouldn't shut up about and it. And I thought I'd reinforce the point. Yeah. Uh, but a great win. And Delhi Alley, after receiving uh, a fair bit of criticism from some this season and, and not being picked, of course, to start for England, a noteworthy performance to slam in everyone's faces, mm. Jim. Absolutely. The, the first touch for his first goal was oh! absolutely spectacular. Burkamp-esque. It was, yeah. Um, and also, the, the quick feet on the second goal as well. Like, I think Ali likes that, doesn't he? He's one of those players where a little bit of criticism actually motivates him. Yeah. Like we've said, for, I'm not, not comparing him to Ronaldo, but we always used to say that if the more you booed him, the better he got. Ronaldo has got something it. about him like that. He's got that sort of, <clears throat> he's got that real edge to him. We, you see you see it sort of spill over a bit sometimes with like maybe sneaky little fouls and things like that. But, Are you um, trying to say nicely that he's a bit of a dick? Oh yeah, I, I mean, oh, we, we already dick. think that. Right? <laughs> I don't need to hide that we think that. But it, as we, you know, I've maintained he's going to get sent off for England in the yeah. World Cup. He's motivated by criticism and gravity. That's what he <laughs> very much <laughs> the two forces you know, that like, act upon him. It is within the realms of possibility, uh, although I don't think it will happen because it will be Sterling and Kane. Did uh, the front two for England, but it could be Delhi Ali and Jamie Vardy. I mean, two for any defence would I get love that. so annoying. I love that. Idea. <laughs> well, it's good. It's I, good. Yeah. I know it is. Yeah. Ledge the hell out of yeah. it. I've been. Um, it's <laughs> Panama. Where even is that? Yeah, I've, I've been interested to see the criticism of Ali because it's it's happened. Really, it's, it feels like it's been crystallised since he didn't play feature for England in either of those mm, two yeah. games. And um, of course, his goals have dropped off since last season. But I don't know if I agree that he's actually been that bad. I was talking about this on Friday. I did, I did some work on Friday and we, we were mentioning him. I mean, in his last sort of seven games or so, I think he's got three goals and three assists. The last time I actually saw him play was against Bournemouth away and he was decent. He scored a goal, he set one up, they won easily. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not saying that he, he, he should be beyond criticism because I don't think that's true at all. And I think it was clever management from Southgate to, to leave him out because I, I broadly agree with what you guys were saying there. Because Sterling's really good as well. Yeah, no, and I, th- I, no, I think because Southgate wants to, in those games, in those friendlies, I don't know how he's going to set up again, again, in the World Cup, but in those friendlies, he wanted to move the ball quickly. And if you're going to le- if you're going to level any sort of enthusiasm um, criticism at Ali, it would be that he needs sometimes to stop fucking dicking about. He's a bit ponderous. He takes too many touches when he doesn't need to. And he's at his best when he moves the ball on quickly. Mm. And it's no coincidence, particularly in the second half against Chelsea, that's exactly what he did. And he got a couple of goals. But what it also shows, particularly that first goal that he scored... Is that he's a confident player, and also and, Eric, and, Eric Dyer linking with him. And you, yeah. if you were if you were I Deli mean, Ali, you would say to Southgate, "You're going to start Dyer, aren't you? Yeah. See what we can do there." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the what? second goal that Ali scored was appalling defending by Chelsea, yeah. and it was no, uh, poor yeah. decision making from Son. Who got I got a lot of criticism. No, I, well, everyone was shouting at him, weren't they? Yeah. I think, <laughs> so I think Dyer, earlier, Dyer yeah. was having a pop at, at yeah. him, and yeah. I was thinking if you look at the a different camera angle, the shot was on for me. Nah, he should have passed that. Shot was on for me. Pete, if you could lift that into the top right hand corner of the, of the well, he didn't didn't know. No, I Marcus, know you're not as ru- you're not as ruthless as Pete. That's what <laughs> exactly. Yeah, <laughs> but can I, can I also say, or I make better. I see goals you can't see. On, on, <laughs> yeah, on the alley, on the alley thing as well. Just because I don't want people to think I'm being sort of contrary for the sake of it, the Sky Sports did publish something yesterday. I think it was yesterday, listing because um, Deli Ali's now played 100 Premier League goals, uh, Premier, 100 games. Premier League games, yeah. and um, all the active players in the Premier League, no one in their first 100 Premier League games has put on more goals and scored more goals. Well, Matthew did, did some stats. There's more. He's got more assists than ever before than he ever has with fewer games played. Hmm. Like uh, he's a great player. This season, well, this season sets such high standards, but he's twenty-one immediately. Yeah, he's exactly. twenty-one. He, well, he, he didn't even be... have a tiny period of adjustment. He was <laughs> he was just great straight away. So you know. But do you not think though that that Messi and Ronaldo have ruined it for players like Deli Ali because well, he's yeah. twenty-one. He's not knocking on the door for the Ballon d'Or. Yeah, <laughs> come on, that's rubbish. That is. What do you make of uh, Ericsson's goal? Oh. Oh. <laughs> Although. No, I'm not. I'm, yeah. I'm usually one to criticise a goalkeeper. Here, oh, but go it, on then. It just goes up and down and right over the top of him. And he's like, "I'll go with that." Happen? Well, Pete, yeah. when I first saw it, I, yeah, I, it, it does look like it's I'm going way to, over the bar. I'm a jump to Marcus' side of the fence just briefly, yeah. and then I'm going to jump right back over again. Because when I first saw it, I thought Caballero needs to be—he's too far off his line. I didn't mm. say anything. Shut up. We know what you thought. <laughs> And and yet, um, it, it looked like it was going about three feet over the bar. Knuckled. Yeah. Yeah. It was knuckled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's also, when a ball moves like that in the air, it's, it's, it's almost like it's a snake hypnotising the goalkeeper. <laughs> it does. Why does he, What I don't get is, why does he go lower, the goalkeeper? That's what you're talking about, the hypnotising. Yeah. Because yeah. Why, why? even if the ball's going over the bar, the goalkeeper doesn't duck and go, well, that's going over, so that's fine. The goalkeeper would normally like put his hand up but and is, touch isn't the bar. He, isn't he moving to prepare to dive? And then the... the, the 
you know, the, the movement so of the ball is himself, confu- yeah. exactly setting yeah. himself for something that's suddenly become irrelevant and therefore the well, confusion. Perhaps, yeah. So what do you make of, I mean, it was a great goal regardless. What, it was what you, a superb hit. I mean, yeah. you, that's a, what do you that's make of um, Chelsea's situation now? Because that's, that, that's really them done, isn't it, for top four? Chelsea. Uh, well, it's a, yeah. <laughs> it's a strange, I mean, Tottenham, you'd imagine, would finish in the top four, as you say, eight points above fifth place Chelsea. Um, Antonio Conte is not worried about his Chelsea future. Is that because he's he doesn't want to be there? Yeah, he's, he's, he's not worried about it. He's already decided he's off. <laughs> well, his mate Jean Luc Vialli is already convinced that he's already sort of checked out. He's oh, tired. There's no of, way he's going to be there. He's tired of not being able to buy his own players and stuff. But I, his escape route is Italy or PSG. Not bad, really, is it? <laughs> not a bad bit of work. Is PSG it? on the way home to Italy. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's I won a league title there as well. <laughs> Here's something for you guys because I just think six or seven games out from the end of the season, it's interesting to, to make these comparisons. I did a bit of research and um, this time last season, uh, so when we had uh, roughly 31 games done, although it was a bit different last season because some teams had a game in hand and all the rest of it. But this time last season, Spurs were in second with 68 points. Um, Chelsea were top with 75. Liverpool were third with 63. And City were fourth with 61. This season, Man City have got 84 points. So they're 23 points better off this season than they mm. were this time last season. United have got 68. They're 14 points better yep. off. Liverpool are three points better off. Spurs are four points worse off. And Chelsea are nineteen points worse off. Yeah. So the drop. So mm. the thing. Spurs have been roughly sort. Of, Spurs and Liverpool have been roughly similar, because it you know depends on the fixture list and stuff like that. And, and of course, Spurs finished the season last season very very strongly. Chelsea have dropped the swing between Chelsea and Man City. Right, has been forty two points in, in, mm. in a year. It's crazy. Well, I, I find it could be an interesting time for Chelsea, and especially an important, especially in the summer, very important because you would imagine, as all reports suggest, that Conte will be off, so a new manager will most likely. Uh, be the order of the day, but if they don't get Champions League football, and you wouldn't think they would now, you might they might struggle to sign some top players because top players want to be in the Champions League, and if one or two players may want to leave because they don't have Champions League. Now I know that th- not being in the Champions League it might not be that drastic, well, but it is a factor. I think it's a really important point, and I'll tell you why. Because people will say naturally, instinctively, people will say um, this short termism doesn't work. You've got to mm. give a manager a chance, give him time. But for Chelsea, it has worked. Yeah. They've been very short termists for years. Yeah. Since Abramovich came in, they've won the Champions League, something yeah, they never yeah. did before. They've won league titles and all the rest of it. But they've always been in the Champions League. Now they're not going to be. It's almost certain they're not going to be in the Champions League next season. So it'll be fascinating to see how that affects their short-term approach, given now they don't just chuck money at players. So well, the they sh- might have to go back to their old model because they might have to pay loads of money to convince players to come there because they're not in the Champions League. Well, they weren't in the Champions League last season and, and they won the league. So, you true, know, yeah, true. I mean, in, yeah, in recent history that has point. happened, but this is a bit different because it's now looking like a pattern, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. That's what, that's what I mean. Yeah, you've so been, Chelsea, you've been... with their short-term approach, we assume that they're not going to be in the Champions League, so that might have to be scrapped. Then you've got Arsenal with the opposite approach. What approach do you take, Peter? Uh, the middle ground. The yes. Rafa Benitez approach. The Rafa Benitez. Saying, get Rafa in. Are you saying Actually, that? Actually, don't. You need a... Please don't take Kennedy back in. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that, Peter, just before we go um, to an outbreak, let's talk about uh, Newcastle United. Uh, it was a very, very big win for, for Rafa Benitez and, uh, and the boys. Yeah, they're up to 12. Seven whole points above the relegation zone with seven matches left. I mean, Newcastle are safe. We might as well talk about <laughs> them being safe now, Peter. It's, uh, if you can get all a point, joking aside, if you can get a point against Leicester and then you know, kick on with maybe, maybe another win, I, th- I think they'll be all right. Iose Perez, the predictable hero. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Well, I'm absolutely, I mean, there's absolutely almost zero chance that they can be relegated. I mean, because, yeah. because there's so many... Well, there <laughs> is. Well, face. well, there is, because it's not just the points. It's the teams below them. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, I know everyone's an absolute joke at the moment, but, like, yeah, no, I can't see them getting relegated either. But even if Southampton and Stoke um, step up to get a point a game, mm. which is roughly what you need to stand in the Premier League on average these, this, this year, um, something neither of them have done so far this season, mm. um, Newcastle still won't go down because they've got mm. a better goal difference. And that's yeah, why... And that, and, that is the, and that is the important thing. Rafa's well, defence has, has, has saved their season effectively. Yeah. Definitely. If, if, it's if, really if, hard to score against us. If you, if, you, um, if you want an absolute blueprint on how to keep mm. a team in the Premier League, look at what Rafa Benitez has done at Newcastle. They never get beaten heavily. They mm. never get hammered. They lost one game 4-1 against United. That's it. Yep. Uh, he knows how to set up teams. He specifically targets games he knows he can get points out of and he normally gets them. Um, and that's, a, that's against the backdrop of all this stuff going on off the pitch as well. They've got a minus nine goal difference, which is about 10 better than he's, the next he, team. He's got a game plan against everyone. Look at the way they played against Man City and they only got um, beaten 1-0 and he was roundly criticised for that, which is 
was unnecessary at the time. But it's goal still unnecessary now. But that's important. Makes a difference. Hence, mm. it's called goal difference. He's got Paul Dummett playing well. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yeah. well, what a bit of composure from Kennedy, though. Yeah, because oh, yeah. yeah. so many players, player. you, you very much just... trusting Perez to put that ball well, in the net. I was like, I would not necessarily. Well, if you can't trust your your teammate who's a forward to put the ball <laughs> and then empty, essentially an empty net from about four yards out, well, but a lot yeah. of people might have just lashed at that. Yeah. Yeah. He, he and LaSalle in the, in the back end of the season have been Newcastle's best players. Definitely. definitely. I think Newcastle could have had more as well. And I think, you know, obviously, as, as you say, this is because Benitez has set up the defence very well. But it does make a bit of a mockery of this idea that, again, you hear from the Pardews and the Allardyces that, oh, if you don't take your chances in this league, you'll get punished. It's like, you don't always, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, you don't necessarily get punished. And, and you have been punished, Pardew. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, the John Joe Shelby for England chat, it just won't go away. It won't go it? away with you, Mark. Yeah. All yeah. match of the day. Yeah, oh, I mean, the glint. Hey, I'm just I, reporting the news. I love match of the day talking the about news. it purely because I don't know if they forgot, but there are no games left before <laughs> before the squad is picked. So Southgate's either going to have a massive about turn and go, Do you know what? That player I've not picked for any friendlies, yeah. I'm going to pick him for the squad. Yeah. <laughs> Bloody Jermaine's jigsaw all over again. You yeah. like that Eric Dyer pass to Dele Alley? John's can do that yeah. all game. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if, if, if Kane, for whatever reason, can't play in the World Cup and you have to play with Vardy. It wouldn't be a bad plan B, but it's coming around. It's to not it. ideal. <laughs> <laughs> Pete, he has no saying it, Marcus. Yeah. yeah. By the end of this show, Pete's going to be a fully paid up member of the John's Ring. <laughs> John's <laughs> Ring, yeah. But Marcus, as we all know, and everyone listening at home knows, yeah. Marcus is operating under a hundred man squad uh, rule. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's yeah, so why not chuck him in? <laughs> yeah. so in, I, I, in this scenario, can we get Kennedy in there as well? <laughs> <laughs> Marcus, in this scenario, how many players do we have on the pitch? Uh, no, yeah. just uh, well. They talk about the 12th man, Jim. I think we should be a bit more literal with that. <laughs> yeah. And then we might be okay. Uh, David Wagner says he has no concerns over relegation. They have three winnable he games next. Right? Yeah, well, I did yeah. think that. I love that. He's quite calm. He's, it, well, well, you say the next, next three games are winnable. Brighton away, Watford at home, Everton at home. Yeah, they, need sco- they need to score a goal. To win a match, you need to score a goal. And they can't score goals at the moment. So, yeah. And they, I don't think they even got a shot on target against Newcastle. It does seem like a scored in, <laughs> They haven't scored in four games. And he's just not worried about relegation. Yeah, not worried about but relegation. I love that, though. No, no, no so Premier refreshing. League team has scored fewer goals than them. Mm. <laughs> Still not bothered. <clears throat> not worried. He's fine. Yeah, he's fine. Yeah. All right, after the break, we're going to talk about Manchester City and West Ham. Ooh. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I've never felt this bad ever. 
Welcome back to the Football Ramble, everybody. Before we talk about uh, West Ham getting a great win, we're going to go to Luke Moore. Yeah, two weeks left to get your hands on those T-shirts over at fcramble.com. Don't miss out. They're limited edition made in conjunction with Everpress. They're very good. And who knows when, if ever, they'll be back. So you've got two weeks to get yourself over to fcramble.com and buy up one of those uh, four designed uh, T-shirts that are limited edition. Uh, don't miss out. fcramble.com. Yes. And before we talk about West Ham, we go to the correspondence with Pete Donaldson. Oh, squeezing that in, are we? Yeah, definitely. Same places every week. <laughs> yeah. You, you never say week. that, Jim, and you've been tainted by these two losers, all right? right? Okay. Get on with it, you idiot. No. <laughs> these two losers. <laughs> Squeeze it in. <laughs> right. In your own time. In my own time. No, actually, in our time. It's Easter Monday. It's relaxed. Yeah. It's all right. Just talk Graham Hunter's got in touch. No, he hasn't. Come Not on. that one. No, he hasn't. Sorry. Hi, gents. I've been listening to the show for a year, and I feel I may be able to contribute to the repertoire of Keegan anecdotes. Apologies if this has been already been mentioned <laughs> on the show, but this story is probably only witnessed by 150 people, and there were no film crew present. Let me take you back. The year is 1999, at the point where King Kev was somewhere between Fulham and England. Being such a recognisable treasure as he was, a computer game publisher he secured his uh, image rights for the, an upcoming Premier Manager game at 1999, also known as Premier Manager 64 on the N64. Lovely. Retro video game fans. Um, and presumably, as part of this deal, Keegan needed to do some PR work around the time of the game's launch. The setting, HMV Oxford Street, 1999. The occasion, the launch of Premier Manager 99. The spectacle. Keegan, along with one lucky gamer, would play the career mode in which they would pick a third division team. Keegan picked Shrewsbury, uh, the gamer Exeter. Five games of the season, it's going very well for Keegan, who sits third in the league. He is approached by none other than Man City, who was second division at the time. Keegan, without hesitation, accept the, accepts the uh, offer of employment. At this, a murmur goes through the crowd, and it's pointed out Keegan's first game is a cup tie against the younger gamer. Whoa. Or the young gamer, I guess. Yeah. Not the younger gamer. Yeah. Everyone's younger than I love this happening. Yeah. Why is this even happening? Yeah. Keegan goes on to lose 6-0 and is instantly sacked by Man City <laughs> for poor performance. <laughs> that's nice. All yeah. the best, Graham Hunter. Thank I, you for that, Graham Hunter. That was funny. Pete, I can tell that's not from the other Graham Hunter because if it was from the other Graham Hunter, it would just be a long email about himself. <laughs> <laughs> Could be. You never know. Um, hello to uh, uh, Dan. Uh, I think it's a gunshikin, but I think uh, Luke said, or oh, gunshikin. Oh, I remember him, yeah. Yeah, do you remember him? Yeah, I remember him. Yeah. Uh, dear Ramblers, in my position as an occasional reporter in the football department at Fox Sports Asia, I get to travel overseas and conduct interviews with the current and ex-footballers. Imagine my delight when I was informed by my producer that I was going to be travelling to uh, Kuala Lumpur, subject to confirmation, to interview Ronaldinho. Ooh. He was obviously doing that too with the Champions League uh, tro- trophy and stuff, wasn't he? He's, He's always on tour. He was doing a management game simulator with Kevin Keegan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, he was going to be in the Malaysian capital on April the 7th. Having been told about this uh, a month ago, I put it to one side until a few days ago as is common with these things when i went to inquire about my travel itinerary i was told there'd been a change of plan i was no longer uh, going to be interviewing the brazilian genius because as i was told by my office he stipulated that he would only ever be interviewed by a woman wow, <laughs> wow. Well, well, disappointed well. but not overly surprised thank you for that dan on a segue yeah, yeah. Uh, we were talking about uh, <laughs> we were talking about the lad with four kidneys peshko Oh, yeah. Uh, Gary Harrington got in touch uh, as an adjunct to your story. Uh, Peshko got himself very drunk and ended up in the sobering cell in Cologne. Uh, And it was a full story and build, basically. Uh, The following weekend, uh, we had an away match at Montreal-Gladbach, the biggest derby at our hated rivals. Uh, As we entered the ground, the chant was, uh, Saufen v Peshko. Ver volen saufen wie pesco. We good one. Yeah. 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 Don't need a translation for yeah. that. But for the listeners, give them <laughs> the listeners a one. Booze like pesco. We want to booze like pesco. Uh, but nobody knew that he had the advantage of four livers. Obviously, so he sobered up twice as quick. Yeah, <laughs> four kidneys, kidneys, not four yeah. livers. Jesus. Sorry, four kidneys. <laughs> that would be incredible, wouldn't it? <laughs> it's already uh, incredible. Yeah. Yeah. I need to embellish. Frankie, 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 oh. dear ramblers. Barry Scott is not trustworthy. Barry ah. Scott used to live in my local area of Leightonstone, East London. According to friends that lived on his street, he was the sort of man that moved his wheelie bins into the road to preserve his, his parking space. <laughs> this kind of behaviour is quite frankly disgusting. He uh, no longer lives in the area. He, you could say the dirt is gone. 
Yeah, he no longer lives in the area. <laughs> he no longer lives in the area because he's he sadly passed away. So, oh, did he die? Yeah, the actor playing him passed away a few years ago. So. What, oh, yep. Peter? Mm-hmm. I wasn't a no. I don't no. actually. I don't even care. But, <laughs> but to be fair, he is right. He doesn't live no, in the my, area. My only issue was he no longer lives in the area. Yeah, he doesn't live in the area because he's died. He could have been buried in a cemetery class. So could have been. He might be. Have some respect for the dead. Might, yeah, yeah, I mean, um, that's still not living in the area, is it? Yeah. <laughs> Pete saying, "Have some respect from the dead." Yeah, for the dead. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. You want if you want respect, my use of the word instinctual uh, I no. can't respect your word of the, that if, if we don't if we don't part with you you're extinctual <laughs> we, don't, we don't deserve you at, at, your, my uh, at your death hating best there, there is a difference yeah. hello chaps uh, over the past few podcasts uh, Marcus and Luke have convinced me that club football merely serves as a way to pass the time <laughs> between the glory of the international game yep. and I was interested to see what the Premier League would look like if everyone was of the same opinion that means as soon as the first goal goes in that's it game over the charade of meaningless club football is over and we can all go home to practice singing three lines and arguing over who needs to get on the plane or the Marcus well, that's what Marcus, That's what Marcus and I do anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he said, basically, this is uh, Sam Dunning. He said, um, anyway, because I'm a sad git, I've gone through the season's results to see what the table would look like if the Premier League adopted this first goal wins model. And it should be up to date by today. Okay. Uh, Man City, still miles ahead. United are fifth. Everton are thoroughly in the shit. <laughs> West Brom are safely mid-table. And Newcastle are finishing top half. Also, Crystal Palace are dead in the water. And of course, Arsenal... A fourth. <laughs> <laughs> Which I would take. Yeah, I absolutely yeah. love that. Yeah. I was going to say. So thank you very much. Sam Dunning, uh, currently in Austin. I don't think we. I don't think we. Um, we implied that once the first goal goes in in international football, that's that, did we? we yeah, I, I, that. Think that's, I think that's what we hoped. But I like that's how he's interpreted it and he's yeah. run with that. Yeah, I don't mind. He's done a bit of work. That's fair enough. Yeah, exactly. Well, there's the league term if you want to uh, peruse it, Marcus. There we are. Look at that, eh? Well, show yeah. it at thefootballramble.com if you want to send an email into Pete and he will do his best to, to read it. Yeah, I will. to fans. You're an 18th in this table as well. Oh, well, fair news. Oh. Um, so there we are. If we, and we would still like to hear from some more Barrys, wouldn't we, as well? No, that's all we've had. Fewer Barrys, if anything. They've okay, proven themselves unreliable. Able to get in touch. <laughs> so let's, point let's hear about alive Barrys. Yeah, okay. A lot of dad, yeah. lot of dad uh, and not dead Barrys coming in. People yeah. like nominating their dad as being a great Barry. Oh, okay. a, lot of, a lot of daddy Barrys well, out there. It's quite a steady dad name, isn't it? It Barry? is, yeah, yeah. 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 There we are. Uh, a massive win for West Ham. Huge. Yes. What a contrast with the previous home game. See, <laughs> um, Mark Hughes was in a claret tie and like light blue shirt. Almost like he was worried it was going to kick off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on West Ham, I'm one of you. Hedge your bets, yeah. <laughs> Ma- Marco Anatovic had like a lovely time uh, in the international break. Didn't he score three and two? Did he? He definitely scored. Um, and you sort of thought, that with that sort of recent form going up against a manager he hates. Mm. I'm surprised he didn't score more than two. <laughs> know, because, right. because he's that type of player where West Ham fans would have absolutely been delighted, of course, and, and it was really important they got that Jao Mario goal early because yeah. it settled the fans what a down. Finish. It was a great goal. But if you're if you're someone who, who's being honest when they watch Marko Manoutovic, just speaking to someone who doesn't support the team he plays for, you think you can be better. Yeah. Yeah. You can be so much better. I've always you, said that. You're in me? that mould of player like a poor man's Latin type yeah. player where you're just drifting in and out of games, you're really, really, really uh, talented, you've got a lot of ability, but when you fancy it, you do it well, and when you don't, you don't. Well, and that's what teams down that part of the table don't generally need. I think Moyes playing him up front has worked. Well, it has worked. And I think putting it him up there... just guarantees that somebody's trying to get the ball to him all the time and he can't, he can't slack off, really. Yeah, exactly, yeah. He's, he's the focal point, whereas normally he plays, or certainly at Stoke, he played a lot on the left of a you know a 4-2-3-1 and on the left of that three. And you, and you can, he's not really going to track back there. He's not interested in tracking back. I wouldn't have yeah. thought too much. Uh, uh, and so playing him up front, he's strong. He's, he can beat people. He can finish. and hold it up very well. He can hold he it up very well. so much of his game by playing him wider. Yeah, I, I know. I think, I think this has been a, a great uh, idea for Moyes to do that. And he'll be pleased to hear that I said that. Mm. Uh, but, he, <laughs> but he did the business and he seemed to, to shout at Mark Hughes, of course, when he scored the first one. And then, and then Hughes downplayed it, as you'd expect him to. And then Marco Anatovic started saying... Yeah, and you know, obviously, you know, I thank him for what he did uh, with me at Stoke. You know, trying you know to improve me as a player and so on. And no, no, I wasn't shouting at him, you know. But he did say stuff about me. Yeah. <laughs> he also said, "And I have no sympathy." <laughs> long, he's certainly been quoted as saying something like that. The atmosphere right. was was strange, wasn't it? It was. Um, yeah. It was very, very up. It was like the morning after a massive domestic. 
uh, when the couple have remembered they still love each other. <laughs> <laughs> I would imagine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, I think that's a fair comparison. I mean, West Ham, they needed a big performance and they got it. Now, I thought I was saying on last week that I, I quite fancied Southampton for that one. I got that wrong. Um, but Southampton, they are in big trouble. And that type of loss is the kind of loss that it's so bad for confidence. And, and, and Dusan Tadic was saying that they were ashamed of, of what they've done. He blamed the players. It's all our fault. And, and the way he was talking, he thought, core blimey, yeah. mm. this is really uh, well, uh, uh, such a damning defeat. Absolutely. I mean, it shows that mentally they're still losing yeah. if he's in that sort of frame of mind. Like, that, player saying that makes you feel like they're going to lose the next game well, without even looking at who it's against. And having beaten Wigan, I thought, uh, as did, did did Tadic by the sounds of it, thought well, that'll lift them and that'll that'll help you know put them on a better sort of trajectory if you like. But it, but it hasn't been the case. And Southampton are in big trouble. They're up, they've got Arsenal away, Chelsea at home, and then Leicester away next. Uh, Bournemouth home, Everton away, Man City home. Crystal Palace, who are down there, have winnable games. Uh, West Ham's remaining fixes, Chelsea away, Stoke home, Arsenal away, Man City home, Leicester away, Everton at home. So West Ham have got some tricky ones, but West Ham are now five points ahead of them. Yeah, and yeah. As, as Southampton was, are in huge trouble. As was said on the last show, um, you know, all of the other teams down there had tough games and all of them went as you'd expect. And and one of those teams, West Ham or Southampton, had to capitalise on it. And they just never looked like being Southampton. Yeah, I mean, no. Stoke were unlucky against Arsenal, but they still lost 3-0. Yeah. yeah, Stoke did okay, I thought, for the first half particularly. Did, yeah, yeah. The um, scoreline was not reflective of the game, really. Southampton, are, um, they are in big, big trouble. I mean, away at Arsenal next, can't see them winning that. No. You can't. I know Chelsea have had their problems, but you, you can't really see them beating Chelsea either. Leicester look a really confident team who, who move the ball quickly and, and, and look decent. And even the games aside from that, I mean, if you take aside the FA Cup semi, which they've got against Chelsea, but even Bournemouth at home is a derby. Mm. It's a derby. I mean, it's not really a derby worth it's anything. It's the but South it is a, Coast it, derby. It is, it is a South Coast derby. Um, <laughs> Everton away, okay, you might pick up something there. But, really, given that Man City would have won the title, even so, there's no yeah, way. Yeah. It, Based on those fixtures, Southampton will be lucky to get to the final game of the season and not be relegated. Yeah, and if they that. are, they're playing Man City. So, you know, I mean, I'll be perfectly honest, cars on the table, I really hope they get relegated. But it doesn't look like they're going to need my... <laughs> no need for that. It doesn't look like they're going to need my, my influence, input anyway, anyway, because they're going to do a good job. And, with, and with Pompey, you know, teetering around the playoffs, could we see... A South Coast derby in the championship think, next season between think, Southampton and Portsmouth. I don't think Pompey will do it, but, do you know? but no. But I also think one of the other things that's that's, um, that's worrying for them is that they have trouble scoring goals, and obviously because they're down there, they hurry back a sort of half fit Charlie Austin. It doesn't really mm. do anything against West Ham if they're going to be relying on him, which they sort of have been, even though he's been unavailable for selection. Mm. They've got Gabbiadini who, who doesn't really score. They spent most of the time under Pellegrino, reluctant to play Gabbiadini, reluctant to really play any. Um, decent striker that it's just the writings on the wall for them I think but Southampton waited too long to get to change manager as well mm, they did and yeah. and you know you see what happens and, and this is when people say oh but you've got to give the manager time and so on and then you do and you, well, you, you were too late you can never oh, get it right and in interest of fairness we should also point out they've got a game in hand because they and that game in hand was because the Swansea game um, didn't happen mm-hmm. So they've still got to, I think they go to Swansea. So if they win that game in hand, technically they'll be out of the relegation zone. But we're thinking it'll just prolong the agony. Well, they've got so many tough games to play. They do indeed. Mm-hmm. At Manchester City, let's go right to the top of the league. Uh, they've set up a title-winning home match against Manchester United. Oh. Of course they have! That is of amazing. Of course they have! Incredible. How have they, how have they managed just, to sort this out? I said, Jose Mourinho's going to spend all this week trying to learn how a body pop just to destroy <laughs> <us>. <laughs> Distract I told you he's going to bring out a range of cookbooks. Yeah. Oh, he's yeah. going to yeah. go thermonuclear. I remember saying that when I think Manchester City beat them at Old Trafford and then they were chanting, park the bus. And uh, I said, you know, they are absolutely dicking on Manchester United. Yeah. And never have you seen such a, a difference between just one place in the league, mm. first and second. Because as you say, Luke, Manchester United are improved from last season. And I think maybe Jose Mourinho might have pointed that out in the media mm. a few times, certainly recently. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I, th- I think he said, well, since we um, came down from first to second, we've stayed in second. Which, <laughs> which is, you know, admirable. It is Fair something. News. But, but if Manchester City beat them... Uh, you know, all the finishing second, and you can win the FA Cup as well. My goodness, we said in, we said at Christmas that it could. We I bet Man City beat Man. We said yep. I wonder if Man United will beat City and in this game next week to stop them winning the title. And Mourinho will ha- hang his hat on that. Oh, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I can see. Uh, I can see a draw in that game. And yeah, Mourinho, will, yeah, breathing. t-shirts getting printed up, <laughs> half and half scarfs. Yeah. 
He'll but, be firefighting. But the thing one. is with Man City, they're having such a great season, they either win it at home against Manchester United or they have another go to win it at yeah. Wembley. I really yeah. hope <laughs> they just, like a cup yeah. I really hope they just have fun with it. Just sort of proper <laughs> Harlem Globetrotters it. Yeah, true. <laughs> I know, but but what a spectacle! I mean, I think I think as a neutral, you're glad that's happening. Yeah, definitely. Because the Manchester City have just romped the league yeah. so easily that there's just yeah. a little tiny little twist or yeah, potential or something. At Not least have some sort of kind of photo finish style thing. Yeah, exactly. It becomes like a cup final for yeah. Indeed. I wonder if do you think there's a decent chance that Mourinho will do something absolutely crazy in this game? Yes. Like yeah. name himself on the bench. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I'm thinking more eye poke. Bring the eye poke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was vintage Mourinho. Yeah, <laughs> poor old Tito Villanova. God rest him. Yeah. Punch Luke Shaw. Oh, punch probably. Luke. Punch me. Punch I don't mind. Yeah. And he's will be at the game, which would be great. <laughs> that wouldn't be bad, would it? Or, or he's uh, been uh, not allowed to watch the game, and he has to go in one of the old uh, laundry yeah, laundry yeah, cars, something yeah, like that. Yeah. But that's not happened, of course. Man City play Liverpool this week in the Champions League. What I think would be quite amusing is if Guardiola now that he will put his best side out for that game make no mistake that is a tough game yeah. and then if he played like a second string side against Imagine. Man United <laughs> and, and still even, won and, well, and, and even if they didn't win Mourinho would find that so disrespectful yeah. <laughs> I, did, I did think there was a chance <laughs> the lads have been travelling a lot yeah, so exactly. in the midweek Liverpool in the Champions League is our priority because the league's pretty rough <laughs> we got Man United yeah fine I, I thought Not it was problem. I thought there was a reasonable chance I don't know if I, I said it to you guys, but over the last few weeks that Mourinho would um, realise this was going to happen, this yeah. Man City game, and maybe get himself a ban so he didn't have to be in the stadium <laughs> when it happened. But to be fair to him, he's not done that. He's not done that. Yeah, well, well maybe some choice quotes this week. Yeah. But, he, but the ban wouldn't come quick enough. Oh, true. Yeah. yeah. Well, you never know. Um, but, but Man City against Everton, I mean, how good did they look straight from the off? Leroy Sané. I think what, what one of my favourite individual moments from a player this season was... Him running inside to collect that beautiful pass from Edison, the keeper, who essentially sprays it like it was a short ball, but yet it's still just about across the halfway line. <laughs> he picks it up, knocks it over the player, and then sets off the move. I mean, it, it was yeah. utterly it was like, glorious. It was life imitating art. And yeah. By art, yeah. I mean his back piece tattoo that he's got of himself. <laughs> <laughs> Going, yeah, I'm the best. I'm was- surprised like Allardyce didn't like it. Just lay a load of washing lines across the pitch because he hung his players out to dry. <laughs> such an extent. He did. Like the, the team he picked was unbelievable. Really? Yeah, absolutely no leg. Really attacking. Yeah. No real like legs at the base of midfield. You had Rooney and I know uh, uh, Gay's injured, but you had Rooney and Schneiderlin in there. Mm. Um, and then in front of that, I think he played Calvert Lewin, Balassi, Walcott. Go toe to toe behind man. Tosu. Mm. So it basically tried to sort of go. I mean, it would have been because obviously City always play a four-three-three. They were just completely overwhelmed from day one. I don't know from from the first minute. I don't really know why Allardyce did that. Yeah. I mean, it, is it to the point though that that was always going to be the case in that fixture, whatever yeah, Allardyce no, beca- did? Because, no, because I, it's weird because we, it's it's funny the evolution of Allardyce as a coach because we've we've debated on this show before where we say oh, someone will say oh, he was boring and I would say oh, no I think he's a bit of a pragmatist. But if you take Allardyce back to when he was at Bolton. He, all his teams were really... T- every week, they were so hard to beat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, would, he would guide them up until like, the upper part of the Premier League just by being so hard to beat all the time. Live off the scraps, play Kevin mm. Nolan behind the striker, all that kind of stuff. Whereas, for some reason, it's almost like he's become so arrogant now. He just doesn't really care. He's forgotten what he does well. Yeah, well, maybe that, but also because he talks a lot about how he's come into firefight at Everton to save their season. Just because they've got to 40 points and they're playing Man City. I mean, Everton are a proud team, especially yes. at home. For him to sort of chuck a... Chuck, I mean, look, it'd be interesting for Everton fans to get in touch on Twitter or whatever. Let us know what you think. But I thought it was a bit disrespectful because it was like there was no way they were going to win the game. What they had to do to get anything out of that game, if, they were still, if the manager was still trying, was go for a vintage Allardyce make the team really hard to beat admittedly hope City have an off day but they've had off days before against Wigan in the Cup against Bristol City <clears throat> you know, it does happen but was he maybe thinking that Man City won't play their best 11 or, or, or a strong 11 I mean, it's always a strong 11 admittedly but he thought well they've got Liverpool this week then then uh, Manchester United the week after actually we could get at them and, and if he plays very very defensively and they get hammered people go well why didn't you have a go so I didn't see what you mean, but you can... Because then you can come out and say, well, the best chance we had of doing it was doing it this way. And they've got... Marcus, they've got Liverpool at home next week. So yeah. it'll be interesting to see how he sets them up yeah. there. I did think that the sight of Jordan Pickford picking the ball out of his net against better opposition could be a sign of things to come for England. Yeah, get, you, get some practising. Get used to it. Yeah. Indeed. <laughs> um, now, we, we spoke a little while ago about how Mo Salah is uh, very similar to Messi in terms of you know, his frame and the way he plays. And uh, my, a friend of mine pointed out a similar thing, which is, actually, if you look at Leroy Sané, 
he's quite similar in shape to Ronaldo as well. Mm. And also, given yeah. given his youth, you know, you, maybe those two are the, are the template for the future. Yeah, possibly. I really rate Sané. Yeah, he's good. He's good. He's, oh, yeah. he was absolutely magnificent. Yeah, um, but yeah, when Man City play like that, Liverpool, I know they've got a chance zone, but they will <laughs> think, oh bloody hell, this is, this is going to be a long old evening. I think <laughs> Liverpool might um, knock them out. Yeah, I do. They might, Luke. You're absolutely You've right. Got a chance. <laughs> um, we are going to go to Major League Soccer, ladies and gentlemen. After this. <laughs> Indeed it was. Uh, the <laughs> the Football Ramble preview show sponsored by Bet 365 is out on Thursday, everybody. How did our best bet get on, Luke? Uh, Liam Robertson, who, who, who sort of rode in on his noble and trusty steed to yeah. try and rescue this portion of the show, this portion of the week, he wasn't able to do it. Yeah. Uh, and, I, and you know what? Um, I've been getting a lot of stick on Twitter Have over you? the weekend saying that it's, actually, that it's actually my fault yes, right, <laughs> for picking out the wrong bets. It's like, well... Hmm. Good point. I would like to uh, add my... Uh... Okay, fair enough. Well, I'll see what... Uh, one of the guys who got in touch and criticised me on Twitter the most, I said, to him, well, have, have a go yourself. And he yeah. said he would. So we'll see if he comes out of the woodwork. <laughs> oh, what, to pick the bets? To pick the bets, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. You think so, you can do better, big boy? Yes, yeah. I do. Oh, all right then. Well, we'll see. Yeah. We will see. He's not getting we'll access see. to the uh, fo- Football Ramble uh, email address. No, I'll, 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 I'll oh, let him... him no, I've few. said to him, you pick a bet and yeah. I'll guarantee you I'll pick it. <laughs> um, so, but anyway, if he doesn't, because he's probably all mouth and no trousers, um, <laughs> show at thefootballramble.com uh, and I'll pick one out for uh, Thursday's show. Lovely. Lovely. <laughs> As if anybody didn't see this, Latan Ibrahimovic had a magnificent debut oh for God. Los Angeles Galaxy. I love this so much. You yeah. think Zlatan's, uh, he's, well, he is winding down because he's obviously uh, 36. 36, of course, and uh, and he's moved to, to Los Angeles Galaxy. But he came on when he started with 3-1 down with 20 minutes to go. He scores a 40-yard volley and a headed winner in the 90th minute. Yeah. I mean, it's glorious. It's, it's worth <laughs> noticing that they were 3-0 down at one point. as well with Carlos Vela getting two of the goals. Oh. Right, like, if you haven't actually sought this out and watched the highlights, it is an exhilarating watch, even when you know what has happened. Because it's also the inaugural LA derby yes. as well. So there is so much context around it. I know. And Ashley Cole's the captain of LA Galaxy, yes. by the I way. I forgot set that. I forgot he's playing set now. Up, like... Set up Ibrahimovic for the winner. <laughs> Zatan's um, first goal was incredible. It's just different. I mean, he said, and especially in the heat as well in yeah. California, he's just been living in Manchester, you know, yeah. and he said that he was absolutely exhausted. He felt like he'd, you know, played 40 games or something like that coming into this one. He's not played much, of course. He came on with 20 minutes to go. I know. Yeah. And he said he was absolutely exhausted. And his goal, I think, was six minutes after coming on. And he said that he just didn't want to dribble it. He thought, I'm just going to hit this. And my goodness, it flew in. Keeper was well off his line, of course, but still, what a strike. He wanted and to be part of that narrative. Off top, off the off the top, uh, you know, sort of showing his muscles and all yeah. the rest of it mm. and the tattoos and I just thought he loves it doesn't he yeah. oh, he's he perfect, absolutely, absolutely loves absolutely. it perfect fit for do it. you know the derby's been dubbed El Trafico <laughs> oh really <laughs> <laughs> he, he also Zlatan also said in his LA Galaxy press conference that oh yeah I've done all I wanted to do in England I conquered England in three months didn't mm. yeah. really <laughs> yeah it's just his words, Marcus. Yeah. He won the League Cup, though. He Maybe did. he got them confused. Yeah. He did. No, he said, well, he won a treble. I won, he yeah. did win a treble, to be fair. I won the League Cup. And uh, <laughs> I also, yeah, so I won the Europa League. <laughs> Conquered Europe. <laughs> so, yeah, but he did win the treble at Manchester United. You can't deny. He said he'd, uh, he said that he'd make the fans enjoy him at LA Galaxy. Make no choice. Make the fans enjoy no. him. Pete, that, I've heard you say that before. Problematic. That, that around the live show. I've heard you say that. <laughs> I will make you enjoy me. Enjoy me. So uh, so there we are. Before we go mm. to going for gold, uh, a Carlos Tevez update. He said he injured his leg in the gym not playing football at prison and those who said so are talking bullshit. Yeah, I saw the video of that and he was actually blowing smoke into a baby's face as he said that. <laughs> <laughs> was it a prison gym? Was it the, pr- the gym in the prison? I have no idea. Mm. Uh, but it's time for going for gold, Peter. It is time for going for gold. When they're going for gold. Barry Grintles. Yay! <laughs> now to be christened, going for Grintles. Going for Grintles. Uh, this one comes from Sam Blakely. Hello, Sam Blakely. Uh, he's coming. Uh, it's legitimately my birthday today, April 2nd, so it'll be an excellent surprise if my clues are selected. My mum didn't wake me up to give me Hat FM yet, so this is the least the universe could throw up. Uh, and then he goes on and says, I hope it hits a nice sweet spot of having a well-known answer, but some tricky and niche clues. Yeah. Thank you, Sam Blake. Well, he's already given us a clue there. I think yeah, Sam's been in touch before. I recognise his name. Yeah, I do, actually. And it's Not a very great honour for him to be the first clue uh, contributor for going for Grintles. Yeah, mm. <laughs> clue boy. A completely new game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to do with Jermaine's jigsaw. No. Jermaine's Grintles. Yeah. Um, 
Number one. Clue number one. Head on Marcus Speller because you got very upset last time. Yeah. No, I never. Yes, no, I never. Oh, I know. Actually, you're right. So what? Because I said stop, and then I said no, 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 and we do that all the time. But for some reason, you wanted to enforce a new rule. No, it's not a new rule. You not a new rule. The clue. You stopped the clue before. That was your clue from. No, but that I didn't round. get. How many times do we stop? No, no, no. Carry on, and we carry on. Okay. Well, that's not the rules. No. The rules. If you stop it, yes, and you say no, no, carry on. That's your guess. You're no, done. No, you're no, done. no, we've never you're had done. that. Well, we are having we, that. Yeah. So I mean, that's, that's the rule, is it? Yeah. Now? yeah. All right. Fine. Now I know. Get yeah. a new rule book. Marcus, with mine, <laughs> you're showing off to the listeners. We had, we had, we had this discussion before we came on. Bollocks, did we? Yeah. <laughs> Put your trousers back on and shut up. Yeah. Go on, Peter. The Spellish spell short trial. I'll decide when I go on because I am going for Grintles. <laughs> uh, I was born on the 26th of September, 1976. Stop. I'll have a go. I'll have a go. Do it. Um, Henri. Incorrect. Stop. Now nah, you're all right. No, David Beckham. Not David Beckham, no. <laughs> Stop. David Ginola. No, not David Ginola. He's not 40, not 40, is he? I won 98 caps for my country, scoring 42 goals. Ooh. Stop. The original Ronaldo. Incorrect. Stop. Andrei Shevchenko. Incorrect. Nice ones, guys. Yeah. I have played alongside Lucio, Scott Sinclair and Landon Donovan. Ooh. Stop, Yakubu. Incorrect. Good guess, though, by the way. <laughs> and he, he's older than 40. <laughs> <laughs> I scored the match winning goal in both the quarter final and semi final of the 2002 World Cup. Stop, Ilano. Incorrect. Nice to hear the name so of it. Can, you, 40, can you repeat really? that? I scored the match winning goal in both the quarter final and semi final of the 2002 World Cup. Stop, Michael Ballack. It's Michael Ballard. Yeah. <laughs> that is a great um, goal scoring record for him, by the yeah. way. Isn't it? Yeah, legendary Paraguayan set piece specialist uh, Jose Jose Chilever. Chilever, uh once said about me: "You couldn't get near him because his bo was terrible, absolutely terrible." <laughs> <laughs> Why used... is Chilever trying to get close? To I know. Balak? I know. He, sh- he should have used more de- deodorant or a lemon. Do people use lemon instead lemon? of deodorant? Maybe in Paraguay. Michael Ballack got forty-two goals in ninety-eight Germany. That's different That's class, amazing. Yeah. Four years in the Premier League and the rest of my career in one of the country. Yeah, uh, running up in the Bundesliga. The Pokal, the Champions League in the World Cup, returned oh, in 2002. Yeah. I'd been the uh, German Footballer of the Year in 2002, three and five. UEFA Cup, uh, cl- UEFA Club at Midfielder of the Year in 2002. I also won four Bundesliga titles and a Premier League title. He actually wrote three Bundesliga titles, but uh, he he issued a quick correction. Clue H should say four because he won it with Kaiserslautern in '98. So mm. wow, there we go. Well, happy right. birthday, Sam. Yeah, there we go. Birthday, Sam. Well done, happy birthday, Well done, Marcus. Marcus, zero Thanks. to hero after last week. <laughs> Well, you know, I needed a point. Are you going to be a magnanimous winner in, in a way that you yeah. weren't as a loser? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to play going for Grintles in prison and injure myself. Yeah. <laughs> Pete, you are, for the, for going for Grintles, um, you now take on the role of Barry Grintles, quiz master mm. for going for Grintles. <laughs> okay, cool. There <laughs> we are, ladies and gentlemen. It's a good place to finish. Thank you very much for listening to the Football Ramble. But before we go, Luke Moore. Yes, don't forget to get your um, best bet with Bet365 in. Show at thefootballramble.com and I will pick a new one on Thursday. Lovely old job. Luke, could you say goodbye now? Goodbye now. Goodbye, Jimmy. Bye. Goodbye, Petey. Easter. Goodbye from me. It's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. You can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.